0: 50 years ago today, on December 8, 1854, Blessed Pius IX infallibly defined the dogma of the Immaculate Conception. The Immaculate Conception is, of course, the absolutely unique favor and privilege granted by Almighty God to the Blessed Virgin Mary, the privilege of being preserved free from all stain of sin from the very first moment of her conception. Being free from all sin, both original and actual. Now, before we go into what the Pope said, let's see, if take a few minutes to see why it's so fitting for God to preserve the Blessed Virgin Mary in this way, free from sin, why it's only fitting that she's immaculately conceived. In order to understand that, there's two concepts we should keep in mind. In the first place, as St. Paul clearly states In Romans 5 and 1 Corinthians 15, Adam is a type of Christ. Now, by now, we should all remember what a type is. A type is a person, a thing, or an action that actually exists, which is intended by God to prefigure or foreshadow a future person, thing, or action. And Adam is a type of Christ, so he foreshadows Christ. second principle is Christ is greater than Adam. Duh, he's the Son of God. Okay, so Adam's a type of Christ, and Christ is greater than Adam. Now let's see what this has to do with the Immaculate Conception. As one of my seminary professors, Jerry Madtick, point out, it's easy to see if you make a little square in your mind. You put Adam here, and our Lord right there, and the earth right here, and our Lady right here. So you have Adam and our Lord, who's the new Adam, and the earth and our Lady. You make that square, so Adam and the earth and our Lord and our Use that little square to understand this. Just as Adam was brought forth from the sinless, unfallen, unstained earth, there was no sin. God created everything perfect. till the original sin, there was no sin. So just as Adam's body was brought forth from the earth, so also our Lord's body was brought forth from the unstained, immaculate, spotless womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So the unstained earth for our Adam's body, the Blessed Virgin Mary's unstained flesh of her womb for our Lord's body that denies this is saying that our Adam has a greater privilege than our Lord which is just whacked right out the gate okay so you have the immaculate soil and Adam the immaculate womb and our Lord okay Adam the new Adam the unfallen earth the unspotted unfallen womb okay what are we saying Adam's a type of Christ he prefigures Christ and Christ is greater than Adam so once we have that square it's easy for us to picture it Adam's body made from unfallen uh, soil, our Lord's body made from the unfallen flesh of Our Lady. Okay, so that's why we can see easily why it's only fitting that the Almighty God, because of the dignity of Our Lady, would give her that unique privilege, that privilege of being immaculate. Okay, now on this 150th anniversary of the Psalm Proclamation, of the dogma of the conception, let's turn to Blessed Pius IX and listen to some excerpts of what he had to say on that occasion. By the way, as he's proclaiming this, our incorrupt, St. John Newman, who's in Philly, and if you go to Philly to St. Peter's Church there, the redemptorist Church on Girard Avenue, 5th and Girard, he's there right under the altar, and he's incorrupt. He was holding the book... So it's the Pioneer Bishop of Philadelphia. He's holding the book with the papal bull in it as Blessed Pius IX was announcing. He's a little itty-bitty guy, but this is the Bishop of Philadelphia holding the book as all this was going on 150 years ago. Blessed Pius IX, quote, The Fathers of the Church, well-versed in the heavenly scriptures, vied with one another in preaching and teaching in many wonderful ways. The Virgin's supreme sanctity Dignity and immunity from all stain of sin, and her renowned victory over the most foul enemy of the human race. Quote. Here we see Blessed Pius Knight pointing out this is nothing new, it goes all the way back to the beginning. He's talking about the fathers of the church and the way they used to talk about Our Lady. And of course, her victory, which we see uh, symbolized right there with her standing on the head of the serpent. Pius and I, Quote, the fathers did this in the books they wrote to explain the scriptures in quoting the words by which at the beginning of the word, world God crushed the audacity of the serpent saying I will put enmities between you and the woman between your seed and her, her seed. The fathers taught that by this divine prophecy Jesus Christ was clearly foretold. They taught that his most blessed mother the Virgin Mary was prophesied and at the same time They declared the enmity of both against the evil one. This is Genesis 3.15, by the way. Hence the most holy virgin, united with our Lord by most intimate bond, was with him and through him eternally at war with the evil serpent, and most completely triumphed over him, and thus crushed his head with her immaculate foot. Close quote. Again, we see it in art, we see it in the miraculous Medal. She's standing on the head of the serpent. The most holy virgin, eternally at war with the evil serpent, the most completely triumphed over him and thus crushed his head with her immaculate foot. The devil has never got a single lick on Our Lady at all. She's been above him the whole time, and it drives him nuts. See, he had the high place in heaven, and he's rejected it and fallen into hell. And she's taken the place. And this drives him wild. Quote, It is the clear and unanimous opinion of the fathers that the most glorious virgin is an unspeakable miracle of God, and that she approaches as near to God himself as is possible for a created being, and that she is above all men and angels in glory. This doctrine so filled the minds and souls of our ancestors in the faith that they have frequently addressed the mother of God as immaculate, as immaculate in every respect, innocent and truly most innocent, spotless and entirely spotless, holy and removed from every stain of sin, all pure, all stainless, the very model of purity and innocence, more beautiful than beauty, more lovely than loveliness, More holy than holiness. I love that line. More beautiful than beauty, more lovely than loveliness, more holy than holiness. Singularly holy and most pure in soul and body. The one who surpasses all in integrity and virginity. The only one who has become the dwelling place of all the graces of the most Holy Spirit. God alone accepted, Mary is more excellent than all, and by nature fair and beautiful, and more holy than the cherubim and the seraphim. To praise her, all the tongues of heaven and earth do not suffice. Close quote. That's worth repeating too. God alone accepted Mary is more excellent than all, and by nature more fair and beautiful, and more holy than the cherubim and seraphim. To praise her, all tongues of heaven and earth do not suffice. Padre Peel, there's a really beautiful statue of Our Lady, and w- some of the friars were talking about how beautiful it was, and he said, if that's the way she looked, I wouldn't want to go to heaven, because remember, he could see her all the time. He's seeing her all the time. He says, it's nothing compared to this absolutely breathtaking statue, the best statue they could make, because he could see Our Lady. Blessed Pius nine, quote, Above all creatures did God so love her, that truly in her was the Father well pleased, with singular delight. Therefore, Far above all the angels and all the saints, so wondrously did God endow her with the abundance of all heavenly gifts, poured out from the treasure of his divinity, that this mother, ever absolutely free from all stain of sin, all fair and perfect, would possess that fullness of holy innocence and sanctity, than which under God one cannot even imagine anything greater, and which outside of God no mind can succeed in comprehending fully. Close quote. The Pope is telling us that Our Lady's holiness is so great we can't even imagine anything greater except God, and it's so great that no mind except for the mind of God Himself can comprehend her holiness. Now here's the infallible def- definition. This is an ex catheter statement. The ex catheter statement this occasion given by Blessed Pius tonight. One thing to notice. When a pope solemnly defines something, when he makes an ex cathedra statement, Is it's impossible to misunderstand. It's not like you're going to scratch your head and go, what's the pope saying here? As we've seen before, when a pope makes an ex cathedra statement, he's exercising his extraordinary power of infallibility. There's always four things present. Vatican I dealt with this, but here's the four things. First, he's speaking by virtue of his apostolic authority. He's speaking by virtue of his apostolic authority. Second, he has the intention of making a definite decision. Third, on a matter of faith or morals. Fourth, to be held by the whole church throughout the world. Okay? So, apostolic authority, definite decision, faith or morals, whole church throughout the world. We'll look through all these things things in the ex catheter statement. We'll read it once, and then we'll go back through to check all four things. So, We're looking for apostolic authority, definite decision, faith or morals, Old Church. Blessed Pius IX, quote, For the honor of the holy and undivided Trinity, for the glory and adornment of the Virgin Mother of God, for the exaltation of the Catholic faith, and for the furtherance of the Catholic religion, by the authority of Jesus Christ our Lord, of the blessed Apostles Peter and Paul, and by our own, we declare... Pronounce and define that the doctrine which holds that the most blessed Virgin Mary in the first instance of her conception by singular grace and privilege granted by Almighty God in view of the merits of Jesus Christ the Savior of the human race was preserved free from all stain of original sin is a doctrine revealed by God and therefore to believed firmly and constantly by all the faithful close quote well, it's pretty easy to hear it all there, but just to make sure we'll go back through and point them out. By the authority of Jesus Christ, our Lord, of the blessed Apostles Peter and Paul, and by our own, there's authority, it's apostolic authority. We declare, pronounce, and define, there's his intention to, uh, to define something, make a definite decision, that the doctrine which holds the most blessed Virgin Mary, in the first instance of her conception, by singular grace and privilege granted by Almighty God, in view of the merits of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the human race, was preserved free from all stain of original sin is a doctrine revealed by God. There's the matter of faith, and he spelled it out in detail. And therefore, to be believed firmly and constantly by all the faithful. There's the whole church. So, apostolic authority, definite decision, faith or morals, whole church. That's ex catheter. That's what an ex catheter statement is. That's what they sound like. Blessed by the quote. Hence, now this is if you decide not to believe him. Hence, if anyone shall dare, which God forbid... To think otherwise than has been defined by us, let him know, understand that he is condemned by his own judgment, that he has suffered shipwreck in the faith, that he is separated from the unity of the church, and that furthermore, by his own action, he incurs the penalties established by law, if he should dare to express in words or writing, or by any other outward means, the errors he thinks in his heart. Close quote. That's how an ex-Catholic statement of a dogma sounds. Now let's listen to how Blessed Pirates and after infallibly defining this dogma, so beautifully closes the papal bull. All our hope do we repose in the most blessed virgin, in the all-fair and immaculate one who has crushed the poisonous head of the most cruel serpent and brought salvation to the world, in her, her who is the glory of the apostles and the prophets, the honor of the martyrs, the crown and joy of all the saints, in her, who is the safest refuge and the most trustworthy helper of all who are in danger. In her, who with her only begotten son is the most powerful mediatrix and consolatrix in the whole world. In her, who is the most excellent glory, ornament, and impregnable stronghold of the Holy Church. In her, who has destroyed all heresies and snatched the faithful people and nations from all kinds of direst calamities; In her, do we hope, has delivered us from so many threatening dangers. We have, therefore, a very certain hope and complete confidence that the most blessed Virgin will ensure, by our most powerful patronage, that all difficulties be removed and all errors dissipated, so that our Holy Mother the Catholic Church may flourish daily more and more throughout all the nations and countries, and may reign from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth, and may enjoy genuine peace, tranquility, and liberty. We are firm in our confidence that you obtain pardon for the sinner, health for the sick, strength of heart for the weak, consolation for the afflicted, help for those in danger, that you remove spiritual blindness from all who are in error, so that they may return to the path of truth and justice, and that here there may be one flock and one shepherd. Let all the children of the Catholic Church who are so very dear to us hear these words of ours, with a still more ardent zeal for piety, religion, and love. Let them continue to venerate, invoke, and pray to the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, conceived without original sin. Let them fly with utter confidence to this most sweet Mother of mercy and grace, in all dangers, difficulties, needs, doubts, and fears. Under her guidance, under her patronage, under her kindness and protection, nothing is to be feared, nothing is hopeless. Because... While bearing towards us a truly motherly affection and having in her care the work of our salvation, she is solicitous this about the whole human race. And since she has been appointed by God to be the Queen of Heaven and Earth and is exalted above all the choirs of angels and saints and even stands at the right hand of her only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, she presents our petitions in a most efficacious manner. What she asks, she obtains. Her pleas and never be unheard, given at St. Peter's in Rome, the 8th day of December, 1854, in the 8th year of our pontificate, Pius IX. Since Our Lady, the Immaculata, has been appointed by God to be the Queen of Heaven and Earth, and is exalted above all the choirs of angels, saints, and even stands at the right hand of her only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. She presents our petitions in a most efficacious manner. What she asks, she obtains. Her pleas can never be unheard. Let us turn to Our Lady in all our needs. Her pleas can never be unheard.